0: This is Joshua Badu and Jeremiah Tio, your pastoral performance coaches, and you're listening to the 100X Dudes podcast. Thank you for tuning in, where we give you your weekly dose on how to 100X your life. Jeremiah, how you doing today?
1: Hey, Josh, I'm feeling so excited and thrilled for today's session. I'm excited to carry on with the discussion further into emotional intelligence
0: today. I know we've gone through quite a few episodes and parts of emotional intelligence. And what I do know is today we're diving into adaptability, which will be very important. We're living in a world that continues to change and we need to learn to adapt with it. But before that, can we have a bit of a recap on what we've learned in previous episodes or what they need
1: to know before we dive into today's one? Definitely for sure. So a big recap for what exactly emotional intelligence consists of. As we chatted about the introduction, there are four big domains. That is emotional self-awareness, followed by emotional self-management and social awareness. And the final one that's the end game for emotional intelligence is relationship management. How to win in your daily relationship management. And in the past two episodes, we talk about emotional self-awareness. The main argument is that only when we grow our emotional self-awareness, we can harness the emotional strength and improve on our emotional weaknesses or blind spots. In the last session, we chatted about emotional self-control, talking about how do we control our sadness, our anger, and our overjoy at times as well that can be devastating and not edifying to people. And today, like I mentioned, I'm so excited to talk about adaptability because it's what we need in the ever-changing world that we live in right now the pandemic situation as an example. That's just one example. And the need to adapt is so true today.
0: Just recently, I was watching a video, uh, actually a snippet of a podcast, saying how technology today has reached a point where it advances quicker than our government and our rules and our laws and regulations can keep up with. So Mm -hmm. we're basically living in a time where things are so out of our control with how advanced technology is, while we're still living it feels like in the stone age of our thinking or what we think is appropriate for managing these technologies so i do understand adaptability and those listening should also i believe will understand as well how important it is to be able to adapt can you take us to a bit of an introduction with with what adaptability is what it means for us and how we can begin to
1: make the most of this 100% i want to break down into really simple definition of adaptability It's really simple Basically, it's the ability to adapt to new situations. That means to get used to the new situation in your life and able to progress well in the changes or disruptions that might happen in an unexpected situation. Say, for example, that with the pandemic, COVID-19 is an example, it is a catalyst to our emotional responses. Some people might have the Search of anxiety or negative emotions rising up because they are not expected to deal with pandemic that is a once-in-a-century phenomenon right and some people might see as opportunity in the moment of crisis and leverage on that pressure to grow to thrive to innovate so i would say that with great changes or disruptions always a catalyst to what we respond emotionally be the positive and negative and adaptability is a way to assess how good we are in using our emotions to adapt or rather to respond well to the new changes in life.
0: Interesting. So it's essentially our ability to get used to new situations and to live appropriately in those new situations. Now, even though we're in a a time today where uh, it seems like technology moves forward faster than what we can adapt to, humans are extremely adaptable for the world we live in in general and one example and a funny question i like to uh suggest that uh audience actually post to their friends is how did you go how what was your mindset from pre-lockdown during covid to post lockdown where i saw myself was pre-lockdown when we were first going into the lockdown I had a very uh, hesitant and tentative attitude towards being indoors all day. Now, rightfully so, you know, humans were built to be in community and to socialize. Um, and I was afraid of how that might affect my mental health. Now, even though I have a strong relationship with God and it's a very good grounding force for me, I did wonder what kind of impact it would have on my mental health. That being said, come towards the end of lockdown, it's funny having conversations with friends, how we were all saying, we're used to lockdown now. We're used to being by ourselves. We're used to being indoors and not being around people as much as before. And what I think is a bit bit of a funny challenge or question to ask um, your friends is, what was their mindset pre-lockdown versus post-lockdown? Were they more accepting and adaptable to being indoors post-lockdown versus pre-lockdown? So that's something I think is quite funny to actually share with those around you and friends in your lives as well. Uh, But... Jeremiah, take us through, obviously adaptability, there's many parts to it, whether it's the mental side of it, the emotional side, or even the physical side. Um, What are some of the first steps that we need to realize so that we
1: can be more adaptable in um, situations we may come into? That's great. And I want to jump on the question that you've given to the audience as a platform to illustrate what is the first principle. So for me, right, before lockdown happened, obviously as a coach, we got to socialize, interact, and network. It's a bloodline for the business, and which is fun because you get to learn so much from different leaders and entrepreneurs, and that's great. But can I just be honest, as mentioned in previous episodes, as you might have heard from me, I'm naturally introvert. I love the me time. I love the time at home, reading my books, having my coffee, doing journals. I love it. At the same time, I know the benefits and the great stuff that I learned through conversation with people so I'm having the best of both worlds but in lockdown I do find that I have more time more uh, less distractions that I can focus on my business say with my business partner here Josh right to run the coaching business well to grow the business online so that's fun however the post lockdowns will be hard for me because now there's more of the social events to go out with, there's less restrictions, there's an increased societal ex, uh, expectations. Mm. Say for me, right? One thing before I jump into the principle, the first principle, it's a challenge of re-socialization. That is the new form of anxiety coming back in a different way mm. that in the past, we feel nervous when you meet people, but we had the experience before, But now, because we're so used to Zoom online meetings and getting back to meet someone in real life is hard. So one final uh, point before I pass time, back to George is one way is to unlearn the negative toxic mindset that you had, say during lockdown and to bring and break away from that. So that you can adapt well to a new norm in the season of your life.
0: Interesting. So you're saying with that first principle is to unlearn some of those negative habits or maybe just a unnecessary uh, mindset or belief system that you had currently versus what is going to be needed going into the future. Um, now, forgive me, I'm going to go straight back to you. Yeah. How can we begin to take those steps? What What are some of the things that are cr- critical so that we can begin to unlearn some of these habits?
1: Yes, definitely as we look at the contrast between fixed mindset and growth mindset, obviously fixed mindset means that all the the old ways work well. So why do I need to change to, to progress? Well, growth mindset is always future ready, innovative, and wanting to learn new things to become better. And coming back to my own example, right? I was having a fixed mindset because, hey, great, I don't want to go out. I want to be home. I want to just like be in the comfort zone. But then, to unlearn that is quite a challenge, meaning that if I hold on to the comfort, comfortable, convenient style of life, I can't get to learn more from different entrepreneurs through live networking. I can't get out to be ready for unexpected great opportunities for business. So once again, as an introvert, I got to unlearn that. Hey, don't always just be yourself. Be out with the people, right? There's so many people in the world. To learn from and to add value to. So I will say one way is to see are you having fixed mindset that holding you back from being future ready? If there is, is it your is it your like uh, um anxiety? Is it just that you are naturally lazy about it or that you just don't feel confident of, about yourself. Self-awareness again you got to really ask yourself the question only through self-awareness you know what to unlearn. But Josh I'm curious about you as well. For your case, say in this lockdown season and post lockdown, how do you cope with it? Like, was there any toxic or unhealthy mindset that you had to unlearn? And how do you grow out of that situation to become better in the season of adaptability?
0: Well, thank you for asking because what I, what I realized was there were some revelations that I think during lockdown I learned that being said, that lock, that revelation was something that I think was actually sowing its seeds even before the lockdown. So I have been working from home since the start of, oh well, at the start of 2020, we began working from home around March period, but I actually left my full-time job at the start of this year and I was working from home full-time. During that period, what I learned for myself was that the pro- productivity that I used to have being in the office was gone. It wasn't that I was no longer doing any kind of work, but keeping that same level of productivity, that same level of motivation was a bit more difficult for me when you have all these distractions around you. So that was one of the main things that during lockdown, I actually really got to, to see and realize that I had to fix, that if I don't learn to pull out that, to pull a new level of productivity in my life, I'm bound to be held back and not get to where I want to get to. In doing that, what I one of the first things I had thought to myself was how can I begin to brainstorm what my options are what are the tools I have in my, in my tool bag for trying to get around this? One uh, idea I had was maybe it's time for me to get back outside of working from home, to, to stop working from home. Some people may actually perform better working from home in isolation. Others may perform better with accountability and being in the office. For me, I had to understand what were the different options I had and what works best for me, which I think lends to your idea of self-awareness. So one of the first uh, questions I would pose to our audiences what areas in your life do you see that there is a requirement for new skills? Mm. What will those skills be? And even asking yourself, what will be the pros of you learning those new skills? And what will be the cons of you not learning those new skills? If I may even share that question to you first, is there a time in your life, Jeremiah, where you've seen um, the pros of you learning a new
1: skill that you had to adapt to versus the cons of you not learning a new skill that you should have adapted to? That's a great question. I wouldn't say it's a new skill, but a new habit. Say for me, I'm not a natural lover of exercise and I don't like exercising, but in this season, I learned to appreciate the benefits of exercise. And what does it mean is that, for example, if you look up for a a TED talk that's called uh, fake it you make it is a very famous phrase right now over yeah. the days, that was uh, being spoken presented by Amy Cardi. And if you look at that, the argument is that body language, right? Doesn't affect how people see you, but body language also affects how you see yourself. In that way, the way you move your body, the motion that you generate will affect your emotions and thought life. So I learned in this season, right? How to get myself to be more active out there, to be more energetic, to be more, bring high energy to the environment, to my clients. is just to have the habit of exercise. And again, it's small steps that lead to big wins. And I learned to implement what James Clear, the famous uh, New York Times bestseller of the book, Atomic Habits, The Two-Minute Rule. So the two-minute rule for me is Tabata, T-A-B-A-T exercise. So say online, there's always like the short two minutes, five minutes For apps or for, for just cardio or kickboxing, I started small, slowly increasing from five minutes to 10 minutes. Right now, I'm doing almost at least 40 minutes. And one last thing, it helps me to unlearn from my discomfort and learn. And learn. second principle is learn the new thing, learn that your emotion does generate your, sorry, your motion does affect your emotions. The way you move about your body do influence the way you think and feel in that situation.
0: Interesting. So that was an example of how uh, basically learning a new skill is able to have a pro for you and having more confidence, more energy, how your motion uh, actually increased your emotion. Is there also a story you could share in a time where you should have adapted to something that you hadn't done and the consequences of that? (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh well, that's a good one. I I'm still struggling with uh, rewarding myself because even coming back to habit loop, right? How to keep the consistency of habit is to learn to reward yourself as well at the end of the day. But my reward comes in the guilty form of food, ice cream, chocolate snacks, or uh, um, just like unhealthy food. Like before I sleep, one hour before I sleep, I have this like routine that's unwinding take away the stressful thoughts, just relax myself to watch some nice videos and at the same time, eating unhealthy food. So this is one confession. I'm still trying to improve because your diet does affect your emotions and your your thought as well. And that's something I'm still taking small steps to eliminate. For example, right now, I've taken out ice cream, chocolate ice cream of the reward diet, trying to do with something healthier, say like maybe mangoes, or sweet um, fruits, etc. Or just one last thing, kombucha. I love kombucha. I, oh, yeah. I Kombucha drink is great for me.
0: Yeah. Food is one I think uh, a lot of people may struggle with. I know that even right now, I'm trying to go on a uh, no snacks and junk food during the weekdays diet. And my Lord, do I find myself during the weekday sometimes seeing a little mint or a little uh, chocolate here or there, and I'm thinking to myself, "Oh, is it the weekend yet?" Oh, I'm getting crazy about it. <laughs> um, but that being said, it is something that ultimately, if we if we don't find a way to get under control, it could have ramifications in our future, especially for the visions and dreams we have that mm-hmm. we need to have the energy for, we need to have the vitality for, and we always we're always going to find new ways to try to push ourselves and new things we need to adapt to. Mm-hmm. So once again, I think it just poses poses the challenge to our to our audience of. What is the pros of you really learning to adapt to to a new situation? If you can learn what the pros of it is, you can have that extra motivation to go about doing it. And what are the consequences? If you know what will be the risks, the ramifications of you not taking that step forward, you then know I better do this. Otherwise, something else worse is going to happen. And I don't want that to happen to me. And we don't want that to happen to you as well. Yes. So, Jeremiah, in taking, uh, say, another step forward, what else would should we know in regards to um, growing in our ability to adapt to new situations in this domain, sorry, this competency?
1: Yeah, I want to add on maybe a one to two minute sharing as well because some of the listeners might be thinking, oh, Jeremiah, you're talking about the thought life. What about emotions? Because we're looking at emotional intelligence, right? So I want to bring back the point that your thoughts affect your emotions what you think often affect what you feel. So when it comes to unlearning the toxic mindsets that I'm not good enough, no, I can't be bring good value to my clients and to learn great values or mindset from entrepreneurs, say for example, that um, consistency is a way for breakthroughs, right? And that's a Christian as well, that it's not my performance that gain a favor and love from God. It's by faith, true grace, that I am beloved as a child of God. So when we unlearn the toxic mindsets, we are also unlearning the toxic emotions. At the same time, when we're learning the healthy mindset, we are also embracing the healthy emotions at the same time for us. So that helps us really to adapt well with greater emotional intelligence for any disruptions that might happen today or tomorrow or next week and etc. So final point is that uh, apart from unlearning, and learning, remember that that you need to have the discipline. The third point is discipline. Discipline is choosing what you want the most over what you want now. This is very important. I'm going to say it again before I pass Josh. <laughs> discipline is choosing what you want the most over what you want now. If you can develop the habit of say always choosing what you want the most and over what you want now, I am pretty confident you're on your track to great breakthroughs and transformation in your current journey. Well, one of the biggest
0: attributes or real factors towards success simply does come down to discipline and your focus and ability to choose to do what's right over what feels good in the moment. Um, I know that even for us, there's mm-hmm. things that we know we're trying to adapt to and learn. Um, even with using filler words, that sometimes you're speaking, you're trying to find a, a word just to put there for the time being to get your mind to get your mind uh, focused. Yep. And even in that, we're saying to ourselves, okay, how can we begin to eliminate those habits? And it may it may not come immediately, but within time, you can see those changes occur. It's just step by step, moment by moment, you'll get to where you want to be. One of the Very interesting stories I had heard recently is they did a comparison between uh, buffaloes and cows that share the same region in a United States territory, a terrain. And what they showed was that when storms come, animals have that sense of knowing when storms are coming, right? And they both react to it in different ways. What the buffaloes would do, sorry, let me start with the cows. What the cows would do is that they would actually turn away from the storm and begin to run away from it because they're trying to get away from the storm while the buffaloes would actually turn towards the storm and sprint right towards it. And both of them had to face a storm no matter what, because what the cows didn't realize was the, the storm's going to catch them. Whether they try to run away from it or run to it, the storm is coming. But the fact that they ran away from it showed that they actually ended up running with it. Therefore, they were actually in the storm for a longer period of time versus the buffaloes who decided to turn their their face to the storm, head straight in the direction of it. And what ended up happening was they actually lessened the the amount of time that was needed of them being within the actual storm. And that's actually a very powerful, powerful lesson for us as humans, where what happens is we try to run away from issues, thinking that we can escape discipline, we can escape our problems. However, it just actually prolongs the amount of time that we spend in those moments versus having the mindset of I'm going to attack what I need to do right now because there's no way I can avoid it. Therefore, we actually lessen the amount of time. We're going to be stuck in those moments that we
1: generally don't like be, uh, like being in as well. Well, that's so good. I, I I want to add on as well, that is when we indulge in our fears, we are lengthening our pain that we can avoid or prevent or shorten. So it is a trade-off that if you want to lessen the fear, you got to increase the courage. And I'm not... Um, diminishing the amount of courage you need because it's hard. That's why it's called courage, right? Taking courage even when you're fearful. But looking at the big picture again, what you want the most over what you want now. If you want now that comfort of avoiding the pains or fears, then you will have to face the regrets, and regret is always one of the top um challenges that people face, right? Because regrets are irreversible. Regrets, you can't overwrite them once they happen. Highly recommended, really go for it. Take courage, overcome your fears one step at a time. You know, like small steps, big changes. And I thought that is great you know, for adaptability because when you have the courage to unlearn the toxic mindsets, yeah. learn the healthy mindsets from successful people around you, obviously from God as well, what he teaches in the Bible and take the discipline one step at a time is what you want the most over what you want now, I am confident you are on track for greater adaptability with great consistency in this journey. Yes. So I
0: think that leaves us back to our listeners with three things that they can take home for themselves. One is, what is it that you're needing to unlearn that is not going to be able to assist you in the place that you're trying to get to, in the place you're trying to a- adapt into? What is it that you need to begin learning? And then thirdly, How is your discipline and focus in these situations? Are you finding that there's work that needs to be done in these areas? Are you finding that you're trying to run away from responsibility, or from challenges, hoping that you can escape the storm where inevitably it's coming your way? And how can you begin to make the right decision knowing that you can uh, adapt in a much better way and lessen the amount of time it will take you to adapt when you take things head on rather than try to run away from
1: it? And inevitably it will catch you as well. Yeah, even for the final question, right? What is the f- discipline that you need to uptake? One way is to create a compare contrast table. Two columns on the left would be five things you want the most and versus on the right, five things you want now. Compare the difference. Are they aligned? they not aligned. You go to find out ways to make sure that what you want most take daily priorities over what you want now.
0: Interesting. I love that. Um, in that case, then we're going to be, begin to draw today's episode to a close. Now, if you are wanting to stay in contact with us, the 100X Dudes, please follow us on our social medias. You can find us on YouTube or on Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook at 100X Dudes. We're basically on all the major platforms. But that being said, guys, we hope you have a great day. And remember, if you truly want to change your life, change the lives of those around you. This is the 100X Dudes Podcast. Thanks for listening. Take care and be awesome, guys.